Sports Network production. Now to your host. All right, welcome to Talking the Gridiron Week 6 edition here. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot going on in the episode. We have a man walking around over at Denver Airport trying to find his way to Sin City, Vegas, trying to get away from kids, a little break here. But we have him on for 15 minutes to talk a little football here. And Tyler, after that, we'll get to do a lot. We got upsets we got to get into. We got Brady, is he done? Packers, Green Bay, are they falling apart? All these good things to get into with the Ravens, etc. cetera. Uh, but before we do, let's introduce ourselves here. We are brought to you by the Variety Sports Network here. I got Jimmy walking around there from the far end of the bench podcast. And below, I got Tyler from Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports. Jimmy, let's start with you. You're in the airport walking around. We're going to try to make this happen. How you doing, my man? Uh-oh. Uh, you're going to – we're, we're going to have to see how well this works because I, I, obviously the airport Wi-Fi is a little bit iffy. But uh, I'm excited to be here. Uh, and if you want to, if you enjoy our little tirade that we go on here, you can check out Nico and I Wednesdays on the Variety Sports Network uh, with the Far End of Bench podcast every Wednesday at 11. But yeah, it was a great day. Uh, so I'll, I'll, Darren, I'll send it back to you because I'm not quite sure what you said before that. But I, my connection was lagging there. All right, sounds good. Hey, Tyler, we got week six here, like we said, talking the gridiron. We're going get to get into a lot of different things here to start. What was a let's kind of start right with Jimmy's Bengals right away, because that was a game I talked about on our podcast this morning as our show me. One of my show me players of the week was Jamar Chase. He showed up in that in the very end of the game, uh, getting the job done for your Bengals. Jimmy, they come out on top, go to three on three and three on the year, a big win. Just get your thoughts here on the Bengals and that victory. Well, obviously it started off as bad as it, as you could expect. Um, Looked like we were going to follow up last week's performance with another dud, and I was going to have to come back on here and, and yell about the coaching staff for. I will say the offense was incredible today. Four trips to the red zone, four touchdowns, and you hold the defense as, as bad as they were at times. You hold that offense to four field goals instead of touchdowns. You outscore them 18-6 to six in the red zone. It was probably, you know, as good as it could be after the first quarter. That first quarter was rough, but then things turned around and couldn't be more happy with how that game ended up. Tyler, before you jump in here, I got to ask him about the the Burrow chase. Were you worried at all about it? He had that stretch last year. He went four games where he kind of went down again a little bit. Burrow kind of looks back. Are you confident now heading forward after this? Or is this just, hey, we played the Saints a little bit. Uh, You know what I mean? What are you, how are you feeling about the Bengals? Again, the defending AFC champions, you know, we're headed into week seven here. What's your thoughts on that? I really think that they're still trying to adjust to this defensive scheme that they're seeing. I mean, nobody went too high against them. They're basically doing the same thing that everybody's done against the Chiefs for the last two years when they had Tyreek Hill. Put as many people over the top so that Jamar Chase can't outrun everybody. So they're (laughs) having to adjust. And they adjusted today. He's still so fast, like physical freak of all freaks when he caught that pass on the sidelines to score the game-winning touchdown he was right even with some another professional athlete and he left him in the dust so it, it was good to see hopefully they start to pick up them their game a little bit more but I'm not necessarily expecting what we saw last year to just start all of a sudden Tyler you got anything I I, I was impressed with Joe Burrow he looked like the Joe Burrow that everyone thought coming into this year that we'd see the playoff Joe Burrow he was Efficient. He was hitting the guys he needed to hit. He wasn't turning the ball over. 
And then as far as Jamar Chase goes, the guy's spectacular. He's just, he runs like a running back when he has the ball. It's a little Devo-esque. And then as far as route runners, he reminds me of Odell Beckham when Odell Beckham was in his prime. You, they, like when you got the ball, you expected him to make a big play after catching the ball. So like the offense was spectacular. The Saints, on the other hand, there's just no – when your second best weapon is Taysom Hill, you're, there's, a little, there's a lot to be desired. That's my next question, Jimmy, if you don't mind answering this. The Saints seem to be in big trouble. You saw the whole game a little bit. I know they got the Red Rocket. I know they got uh, Jameis on the bench. We all kind of, we've talked about him quite a bit. I don't know. What do you think? They, look, they seem like they might be in trouble this year the rest of the way. Yeah, they're going to have to figure something out offensively. I don't think that Jameis was going to be their solution long-term anyways. But without Jameis, having Andy Dalton is not going to get you very far. It, he'll win you good games. And look at the, look at the game today. No turnovers. Ended yeah. every single series with a kick, just like you would always want. And yep. it still isn't going to get the job done. And we're talking about it now. Uh, the Bengals finally got themselves back up into a three-way tie, I think, or a two-way yep. tie for first in the AFC North. But yep. that hasn't been one of the better teams in the AFC up until this point. And your offense couldn't do jack when you got into the red zone. But you could do anything else that you wanted. I mean – Credit to them, 200 yards plus rushing on a defense that had actually been pretty good for the rest of the season. They're yeah, no, for sure. That's Tyler. I think we might have lost him for a minute. He looks like he's in. He looks like he's in uh, no man's land. You're on mute too, but we got. <laughs> he's falling apart. It's falling the apart. The Wi-Fi is falling apart. <laughs> hey Jimmy, I think the Wi-Fi has got you, my friend, over there. But uh, before we let you go over there, I think uh, we want to say have a good trip over in Vegas. Uh, thanks for jumping on for a few minutes, talking Bengals. I look forward to having you back on next week. I don't know if you can hear a darn word I'm saying, but we look forward to having you on back next week, uh, talking uh, talking a little bit of NFL again, week seven here. <laughs> Tyler, uh, or, uh, uh, Tyler, uh, we'll let Jimmy go there. He made his way to Vegas there. Uh, it's, it's his birthday weekend, people. So if you're a teacher like me and him are, and that, a few days away, especially in Vegas, probably not the worst way you can get away. Uh, not the worst way to go, Tyler, in terms of that. But we'll try to pick up the rest of the slack here. Maybe he'll jump back on before he gets and we'll go from there. Hey, Let's kind of start over a little bit. Jimmy kind of came in. We knew this was how it was going to happen. We're going to start talking the gridiron that way with Jimmy coming on uh, to talk Bengals Saints to get his thoughts before he was jumping on the airport. But let me kind of restart here for just a second. Let me kind of get us going here a little bit and say, um, again, welcome to Talking the Gridiron. Week six here. Tyler McGurk, Darren Breyer with you. Uh, If anybody's watching this and you want to join in, send a comment. I'll send you the link and we'll go from there with it. Tyler, a lot to get into uh, the, this week, like I said. Uh, I guess the first question I have for you, man, is uh, what jumped out to you about week six? We a little bit, Obviously, we talked Bengals, Saints, but anything else jump out to you a little bit, and especially with the morning games? You expect the unexpected. It's the NFL. If you don't know what you're going to get, it's like as far as the Packers, I mean, look at records-wise, yeah, the Jets have a better record than that, but no one expected the Jets to beat the Packers on the road. The Giants are beating Lamar Jackson. Like, Daniel Jones is beating Lamar Jackson. The Niners are losing to the Atlanta Falcons after they were touted as the best defense in the NFL. You just don't know what you're getting in the NFL this season. No. It just seems like a crapshoot. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers seem to be 
at their end of their careers and we there's an adjustment period to where who's going to step up into those roles and what's going to happen this year it's really anything goes yeah no definitely something's uh definitely a little uh going on there with that part of it there um let me i'm trying to mess around with the screen here a little bit there we go right there yeah um uh, the, th- the other thing that caught my attention too with the Lamar Jackson part of it, we you know, Jimmy's on here back, coming back with us. You kind of jumped off there a little bit, Jimmy. So no, we kind of yeah. <laughs> no worries at all. We just kind of jumped off. We kind of kept it moving a little bit there. We were getting kind of our initial reactions from the week six, kind of things that jumped out. Tyler was mentioned Lamar Jackson and the Giants. I thought that's maybe that's a good place to go. Uh, Rev sent me a, a question here. He wanted me to kind of ask earlier today was which coach, and that's kind of a good way to go with Giants. Which coach? It's kind of been more surprising. Has it been Dable from uh, the Giants or has it been O'Connell from the Vikings? For me, it's been the Giants, no doubt. I mean, I don't care how you win in the NFL. Just get W's. And as the season goes on, I mean, he has Daniel Jones as his quarterback. A lot of people gave them no credit going into the year. I mean, I got to give them – I got to give him the easy advantage of easy coach of the year, even for as good as O'Connell's been. Just for right now, I think he's doing the most with the least because you have a quarterback that can't throw and he's somewhat mobile, but he's also had a bum ankle. So you're resorting to going back and running a wildcat offense, which hasn't worked since uh, Ricky Williams was still playing in the NFL. So he does deserve a lot of credit for the crap that he's had to deal with in his cupboard. I would still say if I had to give it between the two of them, say which coach I think has an edge, I think that O'Connell has the edge towards the end of the season. I don't think that this is going to continue for the Giants, but it's been a good run so far, and I'm glad that they beat the Ravens today because it helped out <laughs> my Bengals, and it makes my take last week seem a little less stupid because I know I went pretty hard. I was pretty upset about at the Ravens uh, for good reason last week, but, yeah, I, I said some, some things, and they were all proven to be true because he had a lead once again and blew another lead, um, and he blew a lead to a team that he shouldn't be losing to. Like The Giants are, are still definitely a year away from being – competitive competitive but Dable has done a hell of a job I think that he's easily a top three higher and and top three coach right now uh, just in the NFC I would say Tyler what do you think you're on mute again I think Dable has been more impressive um O'Connell has been good but he came in he got he has talent and Jefferson Thielen Cook Cousins has put up numbers the Giants have been unproven to, un, to terrible, except for Saquon Barkley had one year where he was successful. Everyone else has really not proven anything other than being like a potential player. Like the D-line, there's a couple first-round picks who have shown potential but really haven't put anything together. And Brian Dable is winning games. He's pulling out victories at the end of games. And that's what you want from your coach, someone who can pull out victories that maybe you don't deserve to win. We got to, I got some people at the NFC East that we know, and I just love getting the. I love seeing on my timeline these tweets that go uh, that go. Yeah, the NFC East is uh, is back. The NFC East is back, baby. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, maybe the Eagles are back. <laughs> I mean, let's not get a too far ahead of ourselves here. Like that's how I'm feeling with it a little bit. So I mean, I get the Giants are good, but I also want to be eh, a little bit, uh, you know, kind of in that regard, a little bit iffy with them as well. Logan kind of brings up kind of brings up my next point where I was going to go, and again, Rev. We were talking beforehand, and this was a great question we had discussed. Was are the are the Baltimore Ravens officially late game choke artists? You know what is the problem with this team? I mean, as good as the Giants are, as good as they're playing, but the reality was they were down in that game twenty to ten with not much time left. If you're the Ravens in a playoff team, and the Ravens that we all think they are, 
you got to win a game like that. You don't lose a game to Daniel freaking Jones in a game. I don't care if it's on the road. So, you know, I've always had Lamar's back. I've had Harbaugh's back. Are they starting to get this reputation now, Jimmy? I think it's what have you done for me lately. And, yes, Harbaugh won you a Super Bowl. That was a great run. Lamar looks like he's a dynamic weapon, and he, he's going to get paid somewhere next year. But it, it it's still proven the same facts. He cannot – he cannot efficiently lead and quarterback a team in big moments. He hasn't been able to do it in the playoffs. And I think Harbaugh, the amount of time that he spent in Baltimore, maybe his shtick is kind of getting getting a little bit stale. That happens to coaches when you're in some place for a long time. They, for God's sake, they fired Mike Shanahan here in Denver, and he won them two Super Bowls. But it had just gotten to the point where, like, nothing is going to be getting us back to the point where we want. So we might as well change something up. And I think the Ravens, if they're not there, they'll probably get there after the season. I think the Ravens and the Steelers, funny enough that they're in the same division, are kind of in the same situation with their coach where it's like, yes, you've been really good to us, and no, we're not struggling per se. But it is still like, can we do something to maybe be a little bit better? And maybe Mike Tomlin, maybe John Harbaugh, maybe Lamar Jackson. Maybe we can move on and be a little bit better yeah. or not. But I, I think that a fan base at every once in a while just wants a little bit of change. Yeah, I, I... – <laughs> That's kind of what I brought. That's the whole reason I brought that Tomlin question last week was for that reason. We even said it. They have all those winning seasons, but that changes is important. Uh, just real quick here. Just want to give everybody a quick little update. We're kind of also following along here. Cowboys did score here, made it 20 to 17 here in the fourth quarter. They were down 20 to three. So if you're watching that game, following along with us, um, they, they make it, they get a little touchdown here. <laughs> there were some, there were some comments I saw, you know, cut or uh, rush. You know, let, let's put the controversy away. Does he make a comeback here? Put a little bit more pressure on Dak here. Is it you know is that possible? So, um, Jimmy, real quick, your thoughts. I know you might have to take off any time. Your thoughts of the Eagles Cowboys. I mean, if the Cowboys win this game, is the momentum the, does the legend grow again? I think that the legend has finally like the pumpkin is, is the carriage is now back into a pumpkin. Cinderella's time has run out. Cooper Rush. I think he threw two interceptions within the first five passes that he threw tonight. So he is not the starting caliber quarterback that Dak Prescott is. He's been great, and congratulations to him for being undefeated this far. If they end up winning tonight, sure, it'll be awesome, but it doesn't change my thoughts. As Dak Prescott's team when he comes back and he's healthy. Cooper Rush, you're not winning a hundred, uh, you're, you're winning eight to nine games with Cooper Rush. You're not winning 12 and getting into the playoffs. Again, I think it more says to the Cowboys defense and to actually their coaching this time for the first time. I'm actually going to say that. For the, so, Tyler, that's a little Only their there. defensive coordinator, not their head coach. Fair enough. All right. I know you guys got a little issue. I'm going to give a little respect. I'm going to be the guy there with it a little bit. So, Tyler, I, you talked about the Ravens. We talked about the Ravens a little bit before, Lamar Jackson, that part of it. We kind of also talked about in that conversation, Jimmy brought up the Steelers a little bit here. And we brought up Mike Tomlin, and we brought up them beating the Bucks. To me – to me, that's got to be one of the bigger surprises of the whole entire day. I was not expecting that one. Thank goodness I did not even have the Bucks available for the Eliminator Challenge. I probably would have put it out there before because of how bad the Steelers looked before. But again, I wrote it right there. Mike Tomlin special. Trubisky comes off the bench. He, he, he makes Claypool look relevant again. They, get, they got some yards. Harris does nothing on the ground. And they win 20-18. to 18. They get a stop at the two-point conversion. Jimmy... You know this team better than than me and Tyler. I mean, I know them pretty well as a Raiders fan with them, but you play them twice a year. They just beeping compete. That's the best thing you can say about the Steelers, in my opinion. 
and they never yeah, tank. I respect them for that. They never tank, dude. That you have they yeah. they play every season to try to win it. Usually, they're not like let's just go. They got they got damn Mitchell Trubisky and and Pickett, and they're like we're gonna try to win these games. So I respect the Steelers for that standpoint. They they've also I mean they they influence the other teams in their division. I don't think that Harbaugh is around as long as he has been. I don't think that Marvin Lewis sticks around in Cincinnati for as long as he did. If the Steelers didn't have the fact that they've had three head coaches since we've landed on the moon. Like since the 1963 merger, they've had three head coaches or four head coaches, maybe. It's Bill Gower, it's Chuck Noll, and now it's Mike Tomlin. So they do have something that nobody really understands. But also, like I said, it might be time at this point as I'm they're actually starting to call our boarding group. So I'm, I'm going to have to jump off right after this. Last, last I, sentence here. I do still think the conversation the conversation is still warranted. Tomlin possibly being out, even winning these games. You've got to make sure you look at the culture of the locker room, look at the culture of the team. Is this worth putting yourself through another season of the same thing over and over and over again? Absolutely. Hey, Jimmy, with that, we'll let you go, my man. I, it's it's got to be a little bittersweet to end with a Steelers conversation. But with that said, I'm sure you'll have a nice, a few beverages on the play there. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Have a good time. And we'll see you next week, man. Take it easy. Peace. Yeah. I'll see you guys. All right. Later. Uh, that was Jimmy from the far end of the bench joining us. Uh, and, and that's awesome that he jumped in like that. Got a little better Wi-Fi connection there at the end. He really does know his football. That's like one of our my, most things about getting to do this thing, getting to know him a little bit. It's like he really knows his football, so it's really fun to get his opinions on things like that. Obviously, he loves the Bengals, but there's other things as well. Appreciate Logan for uh, commenting in there on some of our uh, comments there. With uh, We missed this, my NFC East comment there, that obviously the Cowboys, he's, he's obviously jumping on the bandwagon there with it uh, very well. So uh, with that said, Tyler, let's keep the, the show going here. Minus Jimmy here officially with the Bucks said we let's go to the Bucks side of it. I found this quote a little bit interesting from Bowles after the game. Guys are living off the Super Bowl in fantasy land. And that's two years ago. I mean, that's not that's not last year when they won it. It's not so. I mean, how can you be living off fantasy land? And then so if you want to answer that for me, my other question to you is the one I put up on the screen here. T is is it Brady? Is it is Tom Brady? He officially he looks done for the first time. He looks I mean, done for the very first time. Yeah, I, I mean, his numbers are there. He just, the, the points aren't there. It seems like he can move a ball up and down. It just he can't cap off drives. Their O-line isn't what it was when they were winning the Super Bowl. I'd love to know who the players are who he, like, is thinking of when he makes that comment. Because it's not Brady. You know that. He's, not, he's won enough to where this last one he's not affected by. I'm yeah. wondering, like, who are those players that are, like, still living off a Super Bowl two years ago. And that's an issue. If you have players on your team who don't, who are like, oh, I'm this, I'm that, because I won a Super Bowl two years ago, you're not going forward and being competitive. Or you might be competitive, but you're going to come on the short end of the stick like they did against Pittsburgh. And that's the thing with, and that's the thing with the Bucks too, is I think the other thing I'm moves to is, do you think Tom Brady is done? Do you think that, does he look... I'm not counting him out quite yet. He, I think he still has something left. I just, I just can't write him off. He look. I mean, has he played like he's done so far? Yeah, they don't put up any points. They like average like 16 points a game. It's not pretty. It's he not hasn't looked good. He looks really underweight. He he doesn't have it. He doesn't seem to me. I guess the TB thing when I say called out TB12 now though. That's fine. I, but I'm just saying like. 
we always ask this question. We, we, we're obviously big basketball fans. We have those LeBron, too. Is like, do you are, eventually are these guys going to hit a point where they look like they're just not them anymore? And I'm not saying that Brady can't throw the ball if he has a clean pocket, but some of the little things like moving in the pocket, like he was so good at before, just manipulating the pocket. I feel like the defensive ends are able to get to him a little bit more than they have before. That's just how I'm reading it a little bit. And um, I don't know, but maybe the Bucks team, they're just a little off too. So something doesn't look right. But again, it's hard to – how do you yeah. say Tom Brady's not going to do it? So I think that's the part with it. But for the first time in his career, it, it's got it looks that way. This to me is the most interesting quote of the week though. I have to say. Like, I, yeah, that's I, a I wild find that quote. very interesting. So to me, that's by far the most interesting I don't want to get too far ahead of what we're going to talk about later. Yeah. If we're even going to talk about this later, but if you don't have an offensive line, you're going to struggle in the NFL. As soon as Lane Johnson came out of this game, this game got competitive in this Philadelphia Dallas game. The Niners lost McGlitchy, they lost Count Williams, and they were uncompetitive offensively. They like it's hard to play football without a good offensive line, and the Bucks suffered two key injuries. Or maybe a key injury in a retirement in the offseason. So, and like that was too late to recover from. And, a like, and, and if you can't protect, well, that's still skeptical. I'm not getting <laughs> into that. But, well, there's no real other than they hide. We need proof, Tom. Come out. Tell, tell us what's going on here. What's on your mind, Tom? What's going on here? Um, they definitely don't look the same. They definitely look a little. My question to you is I, I, would, I would ask Jimmy, I would ask them the same thing. It's real quick, though. Do you think they're a contender? A contender, I think, yeah. a contender for the division as far as no nope. Super Bowl, you, Super Bowl. Yeah, as long as you have Tom Brady, I'm not counting you out because I think they can make the playoffs and anything can happen in the playoffs. Are they? Would I say they're a top five team right now? No. All right, Niner fans, pay attention. Tyler's here. Wake up. <sighs> you want to talk? The Falcons guys from Variety Sports Podcast. This is what we wanted to talk about right here. We're in the middle. We got took us 25 minutes to get here. Take a drink, Tyler. Get another one if you want to. The reality is, Tyler, the Falcons run all over your 49ers. First time they've given up 100 yards since last week, or uh, since last year in week in week 13, I think it was. So it was that long ago. Last year, last week they did they gave up 100 yards to the Broncos, but I kind of didn't count it because of the Russell Wilson long, long runs there at the end. They gave up like 101 total yards there. So the Falcons, they end up getting the win. They move to three and three. The Niners fall to three and three. The Niners have some of the worst losses on the season. Maybe not though anymore with the Falcons. Maybe the Falcons are legit. We'll get into that here a little bit more. But Tyler, your thoughts on the game? I mean, that's the question I propose. How disappointing is this Niners loss? It's it's heartbreaking. It's a terrible loss. <laughs> you can't lose to the Bears. You can't lose to the Broncos and give up eleven points. And then just to get like just have the ball run up your ass for four quarters. I, see, I think Arthur Smith's the coach of the year because this Atlanta team, no one gave a shot to win four games. Like, n- they were dead in the water. There was no – and, and this, this, game plan they had, this game plan they had against the 49ers was perfect. They ran the ball 40 times. They didn't give up on it. They didn't go away from it. They threw the ball 14 times. And Mariota, off play action, could complete passes. He was 13-14 for two touchdowns, zero interceptions. They weren't even effective running the ball. One person had over three yards per carry, and that was the quarterback. That's the thing it's with not, the offense. Yeah, it, it's it's not like the Niners. It was just Arthur Smith saying, I'm not giving up on the run game. I don't trust Jimmy G. This O-line isn't going to be able to protect for four quarters. And Jimmy G is going to make a mistake, and he made two mistakes. And Jeff Wilson made the killer in the first half, which put them behind the cue ball. 
Do you put this loss on Jimmy though? Really, this one doesn't feel like the Jimmy this special. Was, this seems this like one, it, it's the D, they were hurt. Let's be honest. The Bosa yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't play your t- like as good as your defense is. He is a freak. He might be the best player in the NFL, like defensively. Like that's how I feel when I watch I him. Agree. Play. Every play is in something. Yeah, but- he doesn't play. That immediately impacts your. And then did on the first play, the guy. Um, he got hurt on the very first play of the game. The the, the back that got the pick for pick six. He got hurt. Uh, Funga, right? He got hurt, so he's yeah, out yeah. of the game. Well, he came back later, but but he yeah. was hurt earlier. Then you already missing uh, Mobley, or uh, he got hurt last week. You had a, plenty of guys going in and out of that game on both teams. I don't know what it is, turf wise or whatever. Did you notice yeah. that as well? How many guys were going out in that game? It was ridiculous how many people were jumping out. But from the Niners' standpoint, there that's got to be like we said, disappointing. A, you lose the Falcons, but then you just add up. You continue to see the Bears play. You can see the continue to see the Broncos play. You're like three and three. What are we doing here? The good thing though for you guys is though the division isn't nobody's going to run away in that division. Oh, we got a tough schedule away. coming up though. <laughs> he does. He does get blamed for earthquakes. Anything that happens, Jimmy G gets blamed for. But when they win, what's my favorite saying of all to all time? All he does is win, baby. All he does—that's the thing with Jimmy G. As all, Doesn't it always all, come down to the quarterback, though? Like. It feels like it does, huh? It always comes down to the quarterback. Like, it does. Like, and this guy's put thrown too many bad picks and too many, made too many bad plays where it stained the Niners. And they just like this is what okay. So if he throws a bad pick, it's his fault. I but I do agree with you. This team is injury riddled. It, but it's every year they're injured. And Nick and everyone talks about oh the D line it has so much depth. But you take away the best defensive line or one of. I think the best, but some people would say one of the best defensive linemen, and it ruins the depth. You see other people aren't as good as they are when he's there to take attention away from those Um, pressures. Yeah, I thought I I wanted to shout out the Falcons, though, too. Like he said, the coach has been really good for him, but like they have a game plan. They're a physical team. They're smart with their the way they play in that regard, too. So I got to give them. I get to I I gotta give them props for that as well. Like the Falcons are ready to play. Mariota they're using him to the best of his ability. Of reads, make simple plays. Kyle Pitts, if you have any receivers in fantasy, you're screwed. But that's just the way that they're gonna play their football. Kyle hit Shanahan gets uh gets the praise a lot. It's kind of a weird deal. Out here, I feel like he's slightly a lot of people are getting tired of him a little bit. Kind of like the tall. It's not like he has like this unreal no. track record with you guys. Hey, Logan, listen to the I Am Him podcast and listen to Brian talking about Kyle Sandahan this week. You know, <laughs> he won't be getting all the credit for anything. I promise you that. <laughs> but Shanahan is kind of in question all the time. And it is interesting he loses the Falcons a little bit again. I, I think the injuries were the biggest part of this game for me going forward in that sense of it. Uh, that, that, that's, that, was the thought, that was the thought I had on right, it. I agree. Right, more it's still they, a game they need to win. Exactly. Uh, just a little, I think, a little score update. Eagles did score here 20 right 27 17 we have tyler is that the score we got right now 27 no 26 17 they went for two and failed they went for two there okay and See, we my biggest on... issue with the Niners game they ran the ball 16 times they're not winning debo only caught he caught seven passes but they were not really big plays so like man he ran them... over a defensive back he just crushed a guy i don't know if you saw that play <laughs> he's a freak he's the best receiver running with the ball then it's uh, Chase. Oh, he just it's, uh, he just special. smoked him. Um, they need to you, find a way to get him the ball in space more. What do you think about the Falcons? Can they win the NFC South? 
can they win that division? Is that possible? No, I don't think so. I, I mean, know. I don't know. I'd still bet on the Bucks. I don't know. To me, it's a tough one there. All right, hey, let's keep it going. Do you got anything more you want to rip on about the Niners Valley? It was funny listening to the radio because I had to catch some of the game on the radio a little bit today because I had a soccer game at 10 o'clock, as you know, which is why we did our other podcast at 5 freaking a.m. in the morning. But I uh, I was listening to Greg Papa and the guys on the Diners game. It was just kind of funny to be like listening to it. The fumble changed the whole game. I mean, you get down 14 nothing on a defensive turnover, and then the first play of the game, they go seven or the first drive, they go 75 yards when they've scored two touchdowns on you the whole freaking year. That changes the game. You're not a dynamic offense in that regard anyway, so – that's where the game lost was there, in my opinion. All right, let's keep it going here. One quick thing. The, the, Giant, the, the Giants. The Niners can't turn the ball over three times and win a game. Giants. Um, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. They'll find the a way to win. They'll find a way. Three and three, though, Tyler. The good thing is the division is not strong. So you are still right there in the division. That's the good thing about it. Yeah, we have hey, Chiefs, Rams, Chargers coming up. It's not pretty coming forward. Hey, let's keep it going here a little bit here with it. Let's go to the team that I think is – for me, the most surprising team there. We talked about the Giants. Okay, we talked about them being just super surprising. But it's this team right here. I mean, it's this team right here. Jimmy's brother somehow at the week one has been on the Bay of Wagon. They call it. They pull it out again against the Packers. They win 27 to 10. Brees, uh, he runs for 20 times for 116 yards. I mean, my goodness, Tyler. I mean, I mean, maybe the Diners should have hired the hit as the coach, the defensive coordinator. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Mo's but I'm just saying, like, mad respect to the Jets. Wilson is not playing good in terms of quarterback. You talk about quarterbacks having the equal wins. He is playing terrible. He's not even throwing for 150 yards a game. All he's doing is singing Stacey's mob all day long, and he's not even throwing. He's studying us playbooks, not singing the damn song. So he's doing that all week. I mean, what do we think of the Jets? We'll get to the Packers here in a second. But, hey, I want this question from Rev. I mean, what what do you think about this? Is, is he a star? I mean, does this guy have a chance as the Jets running back? Oh, he absolutely has a chance. As long as you get someone around him who can, like, open things up for him. I don't think it's sustainable to have Corey Davis and C.J. Usamo be your best weapons out wide, like, in, in, and pass catchers to have a running back be successful. I can't think of many who have, except for Adrian Peterson, who didn't really have receivers around him. But, yeah, if they – open this offense up and they get some more playmakers. He absolutely has a chance to be a star. Um, I think that's the thing that also with, with, with the Rev asking the Jets is like, you know, like Wilson doesn't seem to be that next step. What'd you call him? Mr. Clausen. That's my favorite Jimmy one of Clawson. all time. Mr. Clausen of all the things there. He is like Jimmy. He's not getting the job done. He's got the blonde hair. The receiver's score still seems to be a little bit to be desired there a little bit. Let's go to the next question. I mean, Rev also talked about before we got on here. This might be the bit, and we, I, I feel like I bring this up every time they lose a game. Are the Packers in trouble, Tyler? Is there a chance? Are we not relaxing? His thumb is hurt. You got to admit, the wide receiver core does not seem like they are on, on par with him at this moment right now. Lazard's got his numbers. You know, the tight end got his numbers. But if you're an Aaron Rodgers offense, your tight end is not your leading receiver. That's just not how it works. So. Nope. There's a big issue here with the Packers. I understand the thumb injury. As a quarterback, we talked about that with Jimmy G last year. If you don't have your freaking thumb, that's hard to throw football. So, I mean, like, you get my point. Like, are they in trouble? They are. They're in trouble. They're, they're, the Aaron Rodgers connection with his receivers 
is non-existent. It, like he's always had like that. Like you didn't even have to look at a guy and he knew where he was. Like with Devonte or Jordy or Greg Jennings before that and Donald Driver. Like he always had this faith in his receivers, and it just seems like he doesn't believe in where the receivers will be right now. Um, and they can't run the ball. Why is Aaron Jones getting the ball nine times on the ground? I it just and the Jets are like just beating, like putting a whooping on you, twenty-seven to ten. It's at Lambeau. It wasn't close, dude. No, it was. I was like, it should have been worse. I, I so yeah, I I I've always been an Aaron Rodgers guy. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. And I think it's over. True. This comment seems to be true. That seems to be true. They might shock the world. They might get a wild card spot. If we do, we need you on. We need you on, Jimmy's brother. We need you on right now immediately for it. All right, Tyler, a couple more things here. Um, let's get into my, let's get into Adam Darwish's team here, one of, my, one of our, our buddies here. Uh, Zappity Doodah. They, they continue to get that. They beat the Browns 38-15. I think the – the other thing too, I'm noticing with Brissett too. I feel like his his days are numbered a little bit in that sense. Uh, hold on one second. Okay, <laughs> I agree. What what your favorite thing? Football stressful. I just stated it. Just like that, you have the Cowboys at least are on the right track. You get Dak back. You now you you got rid of your Warner guy. So you got he's he's done now. Rush so. Um, what do you think, though? Back to, back to what we were talking about, though. What do you think about the the Patriots? There, they beat the Browns. I feel like the Browns, like I said, they need Watson now, right? All right, they need. Oh, they need Watson bad. They need Watson. They need Watson. They need Watson. I think you're right. Brissett's just like a placeholder who's there to play three to four games, like Cooper Russ has done for the Cowboys. Yeah, he'll be. He, he's a backup quarterback, and he's three a and three damn good this, one. Right? Yeah, he's a damn good backup quarterback, but he's not winning you twelve games or no, ten games no, or eleven. No games. chance. What do you think about the question below here? Uh, is Mac Jones getting his job? I don't. I wouldn't give him his job back. I've been more impressed with Zappity Duda, as you call him, than Mac Jones. Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac and go back to the shelf. I'm. I'm not a fan of Mac. I was never a fan of Mac. Mac. And from what I've seen of Zappy, he looks good. He seems like he finds open guys and he gets the ball there. Is it like Aaron Rodgers on strength or anything like that? No, but it. He's effective, and I think they can win games more with Zappy than. All right, let's stop being Matt. so like uh, PC about this a little bit. Like with it, like okay, they drafted him in the first round, right? Like, did they make a mistake? Like drafted, then they drafted Zappy Duda in the third round, thinking like, okay, maybe we have something here a little bit. Bill is known to we just get things done. Like there was a funny clip today where that guy from the the special teams tries to hand him the ball, and he's like, "What the hell are you doing?" And like, and I, and I just tell Zach, like, "Do your job." Like he's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. I just believe, honestly, how can you take him out? He hasn't lost a freaking game. How do you take him out? Zappi, you do that. Lost. He threw for 300 yards. You drafted him in the third round. Out of Western Kentucky, you obviously saw something in him, and he hasn't lost. How do you not play him anymore? You yeah, have to. It's not like behind, it's behind the, not behind the line of scrimmage. So it's a real throws. He has a good running game well, with Rasan Stevens. His weapons suck, and he's still putting up 300 yards passing. And that's why I was tired. Like, Adam was saying this last week, Patriots fan. I know. Maybe like, no, Mac Jones is coming. I was like, how can you put Mac Jones in if he wins again this week? You're not putting Mac Jones back in. He has – let's put it this way. When you've watched Mac Jones play, have you ever thought, my God, he looks freaking special? No, you've never thought that about Mac Jones. 
So you play Zappity, dude. I'll tell you, he loses a freaking game. And to say, well, maybe he's like Cooper Rush. No, no. He actually has shown some things where like arm strength-wise, moving out of the pocket, that I actually kind of like in terms of him doing things. So, And the thing, too, is with when you have Bill Belichick as your coach, you're going to be in a better position to succeed in that regard anyways to begin with. So to me, that's the main that's the main thing there, too, with it. All right, Tyler, let's kind of – Go ahead. One quick thing about the you just have to have more confidence. Like you've only won with Zappy. Like you just going into next week, you make that change. It's like oh, I'm back to this quarterback who we went 500. I mean, they made the playoffs, but you knew you were getting eliminated in the first. We're going back to that when I could be when I have this guy who's been absolutely unbelievable. Like for us, he's not just like managing games. I mean, that's what Belichick wants him to do, but he's been good. He's he's making playmakers out of nobodies. Uh, all right, I agree. That Bill, this is like if he can get this team to the playoffs, this might be his best job yet in terms of anything I've seen so far. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe besides the Mash Hassle here. Um, all right, Tyler, uh, let me, give me your fantasy player of the day. We're going to present this by Cool Stuff here. Go on, uh, use a, use the code DSN fifteen. You'll get fifteen uh, percent um, off anything in the, at, in the art gallery at, at Cool Stuff. They got great stuff there. I love some of the old artwork. I've told you about that. The frame stuff there with it. Uh, just really good stuff, really good stuff. And, and they got good pictures. The pictures that you can pick out are a little bit different than usual, too. So we have our fancy player of week six presented by Cool Stub. Uh, what do you got, uh, Tyler? I got Deion Jackson of the Indianapolis Colts. He was a late – Naheem Hines went out with an injury late, early Sunday morning. The Deion Jackson guy stepped in, 10 catches for 79 yards, 12 rushes, 42 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Not the greatest player of the week, but just someone who, if you pick this guy up early Sunday morning, you were rewarded handsomely. He's my <laughs> fantasy player of the game for week six. And there you go. Presented by Cool Stuff. Go check them out at Cool Stuff, like I said, on Twitter. Um, very proud sponsors here at Variety Sports Network, bring, uh, bringing you here the talk in the gridiron. Tyler, let's keep it moving here a little bit. We're kind of getting through the morning games here a little bit. Not very many afternoon games, and we have one big game. I think I was going to bring it up at the beginning, but I think we're going to go. We'll save it here a little bit for our, after our commercial break here. Uh, I, I go around the league here a little bit. Other games that kind of stood out to me as we look below here. I got Jags. They lose to the Colts 34-27. Matt Ryan throws a late touchdown pass. He ends up throwing for 389, three touchdowns. Does anybody put up more more useless stats than Matt Ryan. Is that – I mean, I know that's a harsh statement. I get that. They won the game today, so it's hard to Oh, say. come but, on. Uh, He's he also won. He won the game the other day where he threw 400 yards. I, I don't know. I always said – is he better? Like, I've always compared him and Derek Carr a little bit, but let's just stay in the game here. Jags, Colts. The Colts do get a big win. That division is not stacked in any way. So this is actually a big win for them. They didn't even have Jonathan Taylor playing. Are the Colts, I'm ripping on them a little bit here, but are they starting to find a little rhythm? Is Matt Ryan giving them a little life? No, I think Matt Ryan against a real team struggle. He threw the ball. I mean, you can't throw the ball 58 times and win regularly. It's not happening. Like, in this modern-day NFL, it's just, like, even when throwing is king, you can't throw it almost damn near 60 times and win games regularly. Especially with your best receivers being Michael Pittman Jr., who's a good receiver. Don't get me wrong. But as a, like, true number one, and then... Paris Campbell, I don't even know who Ben Jackson is. Antonio or AJ, like Granson Woods, Philip Lindsay, the 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 soul of Philip Lindsay's your second run. I just, I mean, when Jamal when Taylor comes back and if the running game gets going, but with that bad O line, like I said earlier, you need an O line to be successful, especially if you're throwing the ball damn near sixty times. 
Okay, this is my question to you. Do we do we slow the brakes a little bit? Do we slow the the brakes a little bit on the Jags a little bit here? You know what I mean? Are we? Are, I was a little bit excited about them. You were kind of. I mean, what are we doing here? Are, are they legit again? They have Laura. They lose to the Colts. They lose to the Texans at home. They score six points. They score twenty seven this week. They lose. Is this kind of back to maybe a five win season again, or do you think they can catch a roll here again? Like with them, they're, to me though, they're a very intriguing team. I, I, I think it's. I, I I think it's a slow the breaks, but I do like what Lawrence is doing this season as opposed to what he was doing with Urban Meyer. He looks like a real quarterback that you can build a future around. Travis Etienne is getting better every week. The receivers still leave a lot to be desired. They're overpaid, but they're placeholders at this point that you hope you can replace as this team matures. The defense sucks. I mean, they, <laughs> they show up every once in a while, but the defense sucks. There's no playmaker except for – the number 41, uh, what's the pass rusher? I no, I, the, the guy right just drafted from Georgia. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it's a, the defense isn't very good. Uh, they're not going to win very many games this year, but I still like what they're doing. I feel like they're building something that could be sustainable in a year or two. But right now, yeah, they're not. We got to pump the brakes on them big yeah. time a little bit. All right. I think we had all the morning games there a little bit as we move forward a, a little bit. What do we got a Cowboys update here, Tyler? We got 26-17. Cowboys got the ball right. Yeah, so How much time minutes. left in the game? Two minutes, game over. Yeah, and you get a nine-point conversion. Is that possible? Can we throw <laughs> – is it possible to bounce it off the field goal post or something, get some points with that somehow? Is that possible? That would be if funny. Like, the right, stick on top of the goal post. We hit the flag on top of the field goal post. That counts as three extra points. Um, well, Cooper got laid out. Cooper deserved it. He's got it. You think Dak is secretly like, come on, man. Let's get like, You think he's yeah, really- maybe at this point, I think he's like, he did his job. He went, he got us to four and one. If we're four and two, yeah, that's, I'm happy. Can you imagine if you're two. Two. All right, baby. Whoa. You, Take his head off. He comes over. He's like, that a boy. That a way to go to get a little pressure on that guy there. Good job, defensive end. That's a nice job there. There you go. Savage is probably looking for them. They're happy about that. Um, all right. So we talked Zappity Dudo. We talked Fantasy Player of the Week. We talked all these things going on with it. Tyler, I say we don't take a commercial break. I say we just keep this baby moving. Let's go right to the afternoon games. That's how me and you roll usually anyways here. We, we got a few more to go here. Rams, Panthers. Not the most exciting game of the ticket. And one I don't want to spend much time on. But with that said, I did want my Eliminator Challenge. That people you probably do not care what else about. But I want it, so I'm five and zero going for Tyler. We now six and zero. I mean, I, I survive again. You don't have the Rams anymore, so we go on from there. Um, the question below is more: What is this? Robbie Anderson gets kicked off the sideline there with with now the new coach uh, taking over Wilkes from the Panthers. Is he worth trading for? He to me has always been somebody where I'm like, I feel like the name never equals the hype. Like you're like projection. Wide receiver fantasy, top 30, uh, never works out. Quarterback play, whatever. I agree. He has not had a quarterback. So it's very hard to judge him on that part of it, right? Like if he has Allen or Mahomes, I'm sure he puts up better numbers. Is he worth trading for? Do, do you see him getting traded at, at this deadline? Any thoughts on the game in general? Um, I mean, he can run one route well, and that's a go route. So, I, no, I don't want Robbie Anderson. He's not. On the sideshow Bob Twitter, the sideshow Bob Twitter tweets were unreal today, though. Because <laughs> I didn't real, I was like, I was like, I saw it earlier today because I said I was gone, and then I saw, I was, I saw a comment like Robbie Anderson going crazy, and it was like sideshow Bob like this, yeah. and I was like, 
I was like, I don't get it. And then like he takes off his helmet. I'm like, oh, I get it now. He does look like <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he's worthy of anything other than like maybe a seventh round pick if you're really desperate at receiver and you want to take a flyer. Yeah. The play, the only two guys on that team on the offensive side of the ball that are worth anything are McCaffrey and DJ Moore. And DJ Moore has been absolutely worthless this season because of the QB situation with Baker and now PJ Walker. And they even had to bring in Jacob Eason, the old Georgia quarterback, when they weren't no. even that good at Georgia. No. Yeah, it's a mess. I Carolina's an absolute dumpster fire. Oh man, Tev, I feel so I feel sorry for you. I got Tuke over there and let's be real. I mean, his team has fallen apart over and he felt he felt he was good. He felt good with the two going into the year. I know he did. So Mayfield just and poor Baker, he just has no chance. That whole that whole whole coaching staff, you knew they were gonna be gone after this year. It's just bad deal all together. Matt ruled of Memphis. First pick, huh? Matt ruled of Memphis. Matt ruled of Memphis, yeah, maybe so. He'll probably go everywhere. Back to Baylor for all you know. All right, hey, let's keep it going. Afternoon game here. Cardinals, they fall again to Seattle, 19 to 9. A pathetic effort. A pathetic effort. Murray, you can never dress in a sprite outfit or whatever. I think it was like DA that put that. Like Kyler Murray was dressed in a sprite type outfit last week. And then you show up in Seattle, granted a tough place to play. Seattle showing more life than they have before, but you lose 19 to 9 to the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, is this the end of Kingsbury? Is it, or are they just saying, you know what, we don't have Hopkins back. His offense isn't the same until then. Relax. They had a good – they made the playoffs last year. When he comes back, that changes everything. What do you think? I don't think it changes everything. I think that's the offense outside of uh, – I think Larry Fitzgerald being gone has changed the whole locker room dynamic. Changed, so it changes the whole Cardinals. Like, he was the leader. He made sure everything stayed straight and narrow. Cliff Kingsbury – as far as I'm concerned, he's not a leader. He hasn't won anywhere he's gone. I don't know how he keeps getting promoted to new, better jobs. So, yeah, I think this should spell the end of him. I don't know if it will. I still believe in Kyler Murray's talent. I think he needs a lot to go right for him to be, like, special. Though. I think he needs more wet. Like, he can't play. You took him last week over Hurts when we did it. You yeah, most of you all took Murray like, over I still like – he doesn't have Devontae Smith. He doesn't have A.J. Brown. He doesn't have Miles Sanders. He has Eno Benjamin – and who about Rondell Moore? Like, these this aren't good weapons. Like, he but he's only good weapon. when, like, things go crappy. That's my thing with him. Like, I, wa- I watch him. I'm like, I they just feel like unless everything breaks down like it did in the Raiders game, he, he's not winning any games enough for you. They were like, 11 that's, 10 low to start the season last year. I know. And I get that. But they had a few breaks along the way, too. They did want a dominant one against the Titans early on. A few things there. I don't know. Like to me, it's not even more of a Murray issue. They signed him. He's gonna free. Yeah, him. exactly. I don't think it's. So really that's why my question below is this: Is this the end of the Kingsbury? Is, is this be. his last year? I believe it is. It should be. I don't think. He, I know he got the extension. To me, it's a fake extension. I don't think he gets anywhere close. What are you, to Donald it. Trump? A fake extension? <laughs> How dare you bring that name up on this podcast? Fake extension. Dare you bring that up on this point? Um, all right. With, with that said, though, like we'll move on from that. You, you throw out the Trump name. We got to go to a different topic immediately. All right. So, with that said, with that said, Tyler, I mean, just to give people a quick little update before we get into the main topic here 26 17, Eagles still ahead. Cowboys driving right, Tyler. Where are they at on the yard line there? Probably like the 40 yard line of the Eagles. 
So it's looking look at looking looking grim there for the, the uh, for it the Cowboys. Kicking I will keep us updated there as we go. Huh? They should be kicking a field goal to make it a one possession game, I'd imagine. So uh, we got the, the time's not right there. It's about two less than two minutes. Minute left seventeen. So yeah, so a little time left. We'll Tyler will keep us updated if something happens there. All right, Tyler, let's kind of go to the. I, and I don't know if you noticed this, but I skipped the Thursday night game just to let people know that. Like, I just want to look. I just skipped that game right away there. So uh, let's go to the game that really mattered today. The game that actually like actually had some like just drama and like actually might reflect who has home field advantage come AFC Championship time, right? And that's the that's the Chiefs or the Chiefs and the Bills. Uh, Bills rally late to beat the Chiefs, twenty four twenty. Allen three twenty nine, three three touchdowns. Diggs ten receptions, one hundred and forty eight yards. I talked about it this morning on the podcast. I said, "Is Mahomes way better than Allen?" And I I didn't mean that as an insult to Allen. I just meant is Mahomes that much better? And are we just keeping Allen at that level? to keep Mahomes accountable. I think that's a fair question because we do that sometimes with quarterbacks, right? I still believe Mahomes is definitely a, a different level above Allen, but Allen definitely continues to show that he is his own beast out there. He is his own animal with his running a game, just hurtling defenders. Are you effy kidding me out there? I mean, the way – and the Bills are getting better with him. They're understanding more how to use him. They're running quarterback freaking uh, – Well, they've been doing that for years. Yeah, but they're using him smart, just smarter, and the way he's playing is smarter. And I just don't think you can underestimate that trade for Diggs. That Diggs was unreal. Great trade. That, it changed, I think it changed the trajectory of both their careers getting Diggs into Buffalo. I, I don't think Allen's the same quarterback if Diggs never gets there. Uh, so what do you think of the game? I mean, it was the game of the day. They went 24-20. Robo calls it the first quarter. He calls the score 24-20. Tony Robo, one of the best in the business. He calls it a defensive game. At the beginning, so wait, your your thoughts, man? What a game! This, yeah, I mean, it was a little slow to start. I thought it was a little like boring to start, to be honest. But it picked up, and I said Mahomes was on a different level than Josh Allen going into this game. I don't know if I believe that anymore. I saw throws and like plays, but I I saw throws and plays that I only those two players can make. I think Josh Allen can make any play that Mahomes has. And Mahomes can make any play Josh Allen does, and that's what makes them special. They both can move and both can throw off these weird angles and make hit receivers that no one else should hit. And they, like those throw, that throw to Gabriel Davis down the sideline to end the half was just put right on his hand where he just had to stick his hands out and it fell on his hand for an easy catch. I think that for me, the thing too with these matchups too is it kind of just brings back the Mahomes, the Brady Manning thing for me when I see these guys play. It just seems like every game's going to be tight. Every game's going to be close. It's going to come down to the wire. The quarterbacks aren't going to be your issue with this game. It's going to be other factors that are going to decide the game. I will say, though, today, though, Mahomes made the biggest mistake of the day, right? Goal, yeah. line, goal line interception, that cost him the game. Uh, that's that's the critical play. I'm still giving. I'm still taking Mahomes seven days seven days of the week. This is how I'm, I'm taking it. He's killed me enough. Allen, though, I give you, owe you a little apology. I feel like you are maybe pushing Mahomes for that next level a little bit. So I got to give him the, the respect that he does, does deserve in that area there with it. It does have a Brady Manning feel to it, doesn't it? It does. It does. A little different because Brady and Manning weren't going to move five feet outside the pocket at any time where Allen and Mahomes make plays from sideline to sideline and 
have different type like everything doesn't have to be right around them. They can improvise a little better than Brady and Manning. But yeah, they're the two best quarterbacks. Were made, and Brady and Manning were the two best quarterbacks, and they're both going to be Hall of Famers. And I imagine they'll both win. Or Mahomes already won a Super Bowl. They'll both Mahomes will win multiple. Allen, I imagine, will get one at some point. So yeah, I think it's the best, closest thing to Brady and Manning we've ever had. And it's exciting too because they're both really young. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. there's years of this coming. And the other thing too is like both coaches are really good as well. And so, like that kind of adds that element of like you know, like man, one of these guys got a dumb coach. Yeah, they you know what I mean? Yeah, you know I mean that could be kind of that's part of the issue too. Sometimes some of these guys are like, man, the coach they have is not this is the issue. Not anymore. This team is like this team is legit, and I, I, what a game we had there just with it uh, going on with it overall with the, the the Chiefs game there. The other question I kind of want to ask with the Chiefs with the Chiefs going forward too is. The Chiefs now they have the Bills seem to be the team that's going to prevent them from getting to the Super Bowl every year, right? Like that's going to like those are going to be the two teams that you see trying to like off each other, like the Patriots and the Colts did every year. The Bills make the maneuver this year, which might give them the edge is Vaughn Miller. It'd be interesting what the Chiefs do if they don't get by him to counter on that side. That's what teams do in the NFL, right? They just go star for star. When you establish each other like this, they, t- players will go there, like Junior say out of the Patriots, or you know what I mean. Like they'll jump to these spots to go, to join a great team. So I'm very interested if this rivalry stays where it goes and how just what these teams do to just beat each other. Because yeah. if you're the Chiefs, you're not worried about the freaking Raiders. You're not worried about the Broncos. You're not worried about even the Chargers. I don't even think you're worried about them. I mean that sincerely. You are at the, the division standpoint, but I think if you're legit, like you're the Chiefs, you know Allen's the legit. You, he's put in the time. No, for sure, he's the guy. I mean, you can you can go back even the Niners Cowboys days of trading superstars. Like the Niners or the Cowboys picked Charles Haley off the Niners. You picked the big Dion. They just Absolutely. it just happened. And this year, it took a miracle for the Chiefs to beat the Bills last year. Yeah, and the Chiefs lost Tyree Kill, and the Bills added Von Miller. So, like, there's this, like, okay, so the Bills, like, theoretically, the Bills should be able to beat the Chiefs and be a better team now. Obviously, you play 60 minutes and things happen, and that doesn't always go hand in hand. But I think the Bills have a better roster than the Chiefs at this point. Man, that's such a good – it is because the Chiefs, you look at it like – I do agree with you with that. Because you look at Schuster, you're like, there are some things there with the Chiefs where you're like, he'll dig – and there you're, is you're depending now on that the Bills might have the home field advantage that yeah. might factor in some weather yeah. time. It is hard to bet. It's the same thing with Brady, though, right? Like I feel like Mahomes is the next guy. Like you don't, you just don't bet against him. So I think that's where the thing goes. An all-time a great game. The rivalry continues to grow a little bit here. It just does. I mean, these guys have kind of really, they kind of, they've kind of took themselves to another level compared to everybody else in the league. So I got to give them mad respects in, in that regard there um, uh, with it there. Um, Tyler, just to kind of give us a little score update here. I believe the game is the over Eagles now, have right? won 26-17, and they're 6-0. So they moved to 6-0 on the year. Savages, Eagles moved to 6-0. I mean, I, from check them out at three hard at a three hard way podcast, NBA podcast. Me and Tyler love that one as well. I know it's a football podcast. They do a good job there. He's an Eagles fan. He has a guy on there. She's a Cowboys fan. So I'm sure they'll have some talk about it tomorrow on their pod here. But 
I mean, let's put a little bow on this one. The Eagles go to 6-0 and on it. Cowboys, you know, to their credit, they've been fighting. They're 4-2 they're and two now on the year. You know what I mean? So you can't, it's hard to kind of really take a shot at them at the same time. Eagles, though, 6-0, and oh, man. I mean, my goodness, what are we doing here? Are you kidding me? 6-0? and oh? I mean, really? we, always, we always compare Kyle, or we have in the past. It's kind of Cardinals ass. They haven't, I mean, they beat the Cowboys without Dak, but other than and this is their best win, and it's not even close. So, like, is it? It's real because you watch them, and they have talent. Like I said, with Devontae Smith and AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts, and their defense is nasty with the front four, and then they have Slay in the back. But it just doesn't seem. They're, it's real. They're a competitor for the Super Bowl. I just don't think they're like this all-time great. They're going to go 14-2. and two. I think they'll end up around 12-5. and five. I mean, Herbst is now looking like an MVP. He looks like the MVP right now, the league maybe. He does, I mean, if this team, he does in some ways. He's running for – he's doing everything on this team. I mean, again, again, it's another solid game, 155 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers, rushes for 30, 40 yards, uh, 28 yards a day on nine carries. I don't know, like, he's up there with top three. I mean, I think Allen Mahomes are going to be the guys probably going yeah. forward, but he's right there. If his team doesn't lose, I mean, you get my point. They're oh, yeah. one or 14 and two. I mean, there's a chance that he wins it. There's a world where he gets it. I'm, I'm going to go back to what I said here, and I, I'm going to bring it up to what Logan brought up earlier. When I, or I brought it up earlier, but he commented on this. I, I still have my thoughts about the NFC being back. Now, t- today I did have show me team was the Eagles. They did show me. They did do a good job with it there. So that is the point. The Eagles will put a little bow on that. Tyler, let's finish up the podcast here with a few things here. Real quick, um, who do you got Monday night? Chargers are the favorite, four and a half. Uh, they're playing the Broncos. I'm assuming I'm, – I'm, I'm stunned that the Broncos – that it's actually not more. I'm actually kind of stunned a little bit that, on that. So four and a half, what do you got? I got the Chargers. I've never betting on the Broncos in my life with Russell Wilson at quarterback. Just, the fact that we have to watch them again on national TV is disappointing enough. I couldn't imagine putting any money on that offense. I, no. I and I love Herbert. I'm a Herbert guy. I he's just a guy I like watching play football at this point at the quarterback position. Is he the best? No, but I like watching the development and we'll see what happens. You know, and I love Eckler. I love Mike Williams. I like that offense. So I'll go Chargers by more than four and a half. Especially, I mean, even if it's at home, it's still like a away game because they never have any fans in the building. But I, I'm going to take a surprise here. I'm going to take the Broncos. I think the Broncos are going to win it for some reason. I just feel like they're going to play a little Straight bit. Straight up or cover? Straight up. I think they've played – I mean, they've just played like crap. I mean, they got to have a good game at some point, right? Like, I mean, they have really haven't had one game where you're like, they look like an NFL franchise. They look, <laughs> they've bad. looked puss. And the Chargers are a team that will give you life. I mean, they're oh, not sure. like this team. So I, I expect the Broncos to maybe win. It's not like you're going to have a home field advantage either. No, that's so I, I think the Broncos pulled this out. And that's not even against us, but I think they win it outright. So that's what I have uh, going forward with it, too, uh, with the Monday night game. Not a terrible game. Not the best. Broncos kind of tired of seeing them on it. But the Chargers on there, at least you get Herbert. At least you get to see him. Do they score Monday more night. than 15 points, the Broncos? There is that part. There is that part. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, is there a, what, what's kind of the biggest surprise for you this week? Let's wrap it up here with a few questions. What was the kind of the biggest surprise for you this week, kind of in week six? I mean, I know we talked nine hundred, talked Ravens, like, and just to be clear, I want to. This is sponsored by Sea Geek. Uh, follow us at Variety Sports Network. Use the code VSN capital letters 
you get twenty dollars off any uh, your first purchase there off any ticket. So Tyler, you want to go check out your uh, check out those sharks tanking an NHL season, or or maybe your Niners of Santa Clara there. You could go check the Sea Geek out. Use the code DSN. You'll get uh, twenty dollars off your first purchase. So give me your biggest uh, surprise of week six of week six presented by Sea Geek here. I think it's got to be the Jets just manhandling the Packers on the road. I just never imagined a Jets team beating Aaron Rodgers and the Packers on the road. It shocks me still. Just saying it doesn't sound right. It sounds no, it, it, weird. I, I'm, I'm that's, with you. that's my biggest shock. I think that's a great call on that one. I, I'm going to also say for me, it's it's the Niners. I, I know we thought they were. I know you. You, you got to be honest. You seem pretty damn confident this morning. No, I was very like, confident. You were. You were. All, but, you were almost like too confident going into that game. But right? after that but, first drive, I was like, "Oh fuck, maybe they." Sorry, excuse my language. My, it, I was like, "This defense isn't the same without Bosa." You could tell just by that first drive, you couldn't stop the run. Well, we'll see. I think Bosa obviously is. A, you'll see that with the key. So that's the biggest surprise. Also, biggest surprise is the Falcons for winning the game. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's I mean Mariota now is your quarterback three and three. I really think they have a legit chance to win that division now. I might I need to go see what their odds are tomorrow. Uh, check that out. So again, they traded away the captain of their defense in Deion Jones this week. And incredible. I mean, they're, I think you're right. Their coach might be coach of the year. Can't I mean right now you got to put the Giants guy ahead just because he's got one loss. Yeah. But you know that might that will obviously play out as the year goes on here. And O'Connell's been great for the Vikings as well. So we've talked about that enough. All right, so. Before we wrap it up here, we like to do it on our podcast as well. Um, winners and losers of week six. Um, we kind of talked about some of that. I'm going to go real quick here, Tyler. I'm going to say my winner of the week uh, this week. For me, it's definitely the Patriots. It's, Z- it's Zappity Doodah. I, mean, I I know, like, Tyler Brian calls me an armchair quarterback, but you got it, it seemed like they might have been done after Mac Joe. Like, you got to be honest. A lot of people probably didn't believe in Zappity Doodah at all. Um, they're three and three. They have a little life. They have Bill Belichick. Their defense has given up 15 points in two games. The Lions do have one of the highest score, you know, highest offenses that they shut out last week. I mean, let's come on. I got to go my winner of the week. I'm going to go Zappity Dude. I'm going to go Zach and Adam. I'm going to give you guys a little love. I'm going to give the Patriots, um, I'm going to give them the winner of the week. Uh, Co Falcons, Falcons right below that. I, I, I got to give them a little credit too on that. So, who do you got? My winner of the week is this Tyreek ruling guy out of Seattle, the rookie cornerback. Uh-huh. He's just been dominant. He just looks like the Patrick Surtain. He looks like one of those top ten picks that just comes in and dominates the NFL at the cornerback position. And he's doing it. He's not getting any recognition, so I like to give him a little recognition on talking gridiron. Week six, he was spectacular again. You got a loser of the week also, too, right there? Um... The 49ers. You can't lose to the Falcons. I don't care if it's on the road. I don't care how many injuries. Well, not the should, should your loser of the week be Justin Wilson then? I mean, he really cost him the game with that. Yeah, I guess if I'm going individual players, yeah, it's just because that play set him back. It changed the game plan. They only ran the ball 16 times after that. They have no faith in giving anybody the ball. And they had a lot of drops. You got to say that the Niners dropped a lot yeah, of the ball. They they the Another loser of the week is. Kyle Shannon, why are we playing Billy Sneed over our rookie Danny Gray? It makes no sense to me. I'll never that one. Oh, I, that's the one that pissed me off when I saw Willie Sneed out there and Danny Gray being a healthy scratch. Tyler, like, is- I don't. You drafted a guy. Let him at least he's athletic. Let him at least try and play. We know who Willie Sneed is. There's a lot of good losers of the week out here this week. I'm going to go with the Bucks though. 
I'm gonna go with the Bucks. They gotta be the biggest loser of the week. I mean, you can't lose to the Steelers. I don't I know it's on the road. I get that, but I mean you can't lose a game like that when you're you're th- when I think you might be a Super Bowl contender. You just can't lose a game like that to Mitchell and a quarter and a rookie quarterback in the steel. 18 points. Tom Brady goes freaking off on the sidelines. There was a funny thing out there like this is what happens when you have kids on a wide figure. Like, like, that was fantastic. So those are, that's my loser of the week. It's the Bucks. I mean, there was this, there was a lot. I mean, the Ravens. I really wanted to pick them too, but I just feel like the Bucks that lost is just like man to the to the Steelers. That I mean, I don't know. I just that just feels like an ugly one. The other one too that was really on my radar was the Cardinals too. So those are my those are my that's our losers of the week here. Two Tyler, I want to shout out Tyree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, what should we do? Like game day stickers? Helmet stickers. Helmet stickers. Tyree Kill and Taylor Waddle, they lost today, but they still put up these numbers that are just ridiculous. And Tyree Kill continues to be the most dynamic offensive weapon in the NFL. And Waddle got shelled. Did you like what look like? Dude, he dislocated his shoulder and he still came back in the game there. Uh, Tyler, just a little look ahead to next week. some of the games to kind of get back our buys of the week. We've got Buffalo, Los Angeles, Minnesota, Phillies, and some of the good tight, good, some of the good teams have buys, but just for games that might matter next week for week seven, we have, uh, we got Kansas city at your 49ers. That will be definitely a big game uh, for sure. We have kind of an interesting one to me. I know it won't be a national one, but giants at Jaguars is kind of an interesting one to me uh, as well. And then also with our guy Jimmy Falcons at Bengals, that will also be interesting as well. So those are a few that kind of just stand out to me, just to give everybody a little idea of the primetime games. You have Saints at Cardinals on Thursday. You have Steelers at Miami on Sunday, and you have Bears at New England on Monday. So a rough primetime slate of games uh, this week. But that's what happens when you have the two the two top teams with a bye this week as well. So that is the that's the scenario going into Week Six uh, next week, Tyler. Uh, One quick game, I think, because it's it's a must win for both teams, the Browns, Ravens. They both have been playing bad, and they both hate each other, and they have seen North. You got to pull this out if you want to win this division, I think. So I can't wait to see what happens in that game because Nick Sub seems to have big games a lot against the Ravens, and Lamar Jackson needs to step it up. I think the other two, I think the other thing too, with going into next week too, is like obviously my Raiders coming back. It's a must win. They cannot lose a game. They cannot. Who are they playing this week? Uh, they play Houston. I mean, you could not yeah, lose. You got to win that one. You ha- it's a must win. I'd be so pissed if they lost that game. So that's a big game for me on that standpoint as well. Uh, kind of another interesting game I wanted to point out is you got Dallas, uh, Detroit. That's a kind of one. And then, you know, obviously in AFC South, because we got a few people watching out there. We got uh, maybe we can get Seawood or P Shark on there one of these times to talk about it as well. So you got Colts. Titans. That's actually a big rivalry in that division. Me and you, we've always said this, not to rip on people, but like AFC South has always kind of been like a eh, division yeah. to us a little bit. Now that we've got to know people a little bit in that division, that seems to be a game that matters. So I'm kind of looking forward to that game as well a little bit. So Tyler, with that said, my friend, that's, I think that's going to wrap it up. Talking the great iron here week six. Jimmy, I appreciate you joining us uh, from the far end of the bench podcast. Make sure you p- check out their podcast along with Nico on Wednesday nights. They do a really good job. Me and Tyler even said this to each other, like, hey, we're actually kind of into hockey a little bit more because of their podcast a little bit. Um, I've been watching the Sharks the last couple of weeks, so kind of get into that a little bit with them. 
and they're tanking like no other as well. Is there a Victor? Can we get? I don't know. Is McDavid out there? Is there a McDavid? Out there? Does Victor play? Uh, does Victor <laughs> play hockey? Uh, we can get him out there. So check out their podcast. Hopefully, we can get Nico back on here again too. That'd be fun. Um, shout out to our guy Rev. He said he'd be listening tonight. So Rev, if you're listening, thanks for the. Uh, yeah, hope this, to have him on. Yeah, thanks for the uh, suggestions here with the things to talk about. Uh, make sure you follow him as well. Uh, him and Jimmy do a good podcast there, talking Division Two football as well. And be sure to check out check out me and Tyler on the app Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast. We did a podcast this morning, talked to little warriors, a little bit of everything. So be sure to check out us on uh, on YouTube and on Twitter over there. Tyler also has a great podcast, the I Am Him Podcast, where he talks pretty much solely Niners. So go ahead and talk, check out his podcast as well. Find find that out on YouTube, and of course follow us at Variety Sports Network. Uh, I've talked about with Tyler. The reason we joined this network is there's other there's there's other great shows on here. So if you go join, if you go check out Variety Sports, just scroll down. You'll find our show. You'll find Far Into the Bench. You'll find some other ones. You find the Falcons. Uh, Tyler might be not listening to this week, so we've, you got those that podcast on there as well. You got Raiders Vikings. So make sure you give all those guys a follow as well um, throughout the week. So Tyler, talking the gridiron, week six. You're going to be gone, though, my understanding is the next, next two weeks. I'm not Are you going to join us at all like Jimmy? Come on, it's going to be that? freaking early. You can't join us like Jimmy for 15 I minutes? I might. I don't know. We'll see. I'll try. See at the what? It's going to be three hours earlier. You should be I know, plenty of late. I'm going to be like in the middle of dinner at 6 o'clock. Like, well, it's maybe, just a little maybe. different. I'm going to try and make it for sure. Well, maybe, 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 your, maybe your wife will have too many, too many beverages. And you can go to, you can sneak <laughs> out for do a little 15-minute podcast with us. No, it'll be fun, though. It'll be weird, though, when you're in Hawaii, though, with football on. Coming on yeah, at 7 a.m. That'll be weird, wake up man. early. That'll be freaking weird. You'll have a Niners game at 10 a.m. It's in the afternoon. So, yeah. All right. So Tyler might not be with us next week. But, again, check us out. Talking the gridiron uh, here on Variety Sports Network. Tyler, love the sweatshirt, my man. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.